Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Russ Rants Podcast. Seriously, I appreciate it. If you're wondering what this podcast is all about, really, it's, it's about you. It's for you. It's about having conversations with ordinary people and yet hearing their extraordinary stories. It's a platform that hopefully challenges you to challenge yourself to change and improve. Without further ado, here's the rant. Enjoy. Well, hello, everybody, and good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, this is actually a selfish special recording of the Russ Rants podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I know it's it's been slightly delayed since my last episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Putting a dent in the universe. You can check that out on any major podcast platform if uh, you haven't yet listened to that one. That was a one I did on, on Steve Jobs a little while ago. But no, actually, this is a uh, particularly unique uh, podcast uh, episode as as it stands right now, right this very moment, right this very moment where I'm at, not where you're at, where I'm at, just to clarify, uh, it's my birthday. It is. This is this is a unique, special birthday recording. Now, obviously, I know I released the podcast a couple days after recording, but I thought it I thought it kind of fitting, and I thought it important to at least record something down, something that I would maybe want to look back on. Uh, a few years from now and see where I was and what I was doing. And there was something on my mind I wanted to share with you guys, but it's, it is, I'm going to just give you a preface. Okay. A little, little disclaimer. Um, it is, it is about something I personally received a bit of revelation on. Okay. And you guys have been spoiled at the beginning when I first came back with the, uh, with the restaurants podcast, you had a couple of guests right in a row back to back. Uh, as you recall, uh, that thankfully, like in a good way, that's uh, a beautiful exception, uh, not the rule as sometimes and more often than not, I do it solo, which I hope you guys are okay with. Uh, however, we have some fantastic guests. I cannot yet announce as a date has not been totally confirmed, but we've got a few guests. And yes, I say a few, multiple, uh, coming down the pipe. And uh, it's going to be phenomenal. But uh, no, today, just a, a disclaimer, a confession, is that this is about something that um, has gone through my mind. As I am now 29 years old, uh, we've officially been doing this podcast now for, I believe, two years. Obviously, you guys know that I took a little bit of that break uh, to do some Twitch, but now the podcast is kind of taken aback uh, or uh, come back with a bit of a renaissance, which is nice. Um, but today is just a, a personal Russ lesson I learned. You might identify with it. You might not identify with it at all. And that is okay. Um, I, I think the best thing that I've experienced when doing the Russ Rants podcast is um, some people have commented how some episodes have, have resonated with them more than others. Um, and it, it's so random. Sometimes I feel like I had a garbage podcast or where I, I was hopeful that the guest was relevant to people. And you guys come back saying, hey, this was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic work. And I'm like, oh, snap. I was totally not confident about that episode. And yet here we are. Um, so it's going to be one of those podcast episodes today. Thank you as always for listening. You guys have been very, very kind. Um, even when it wasn't my birthday, uh, people were still messaging me. Uh, occasionally those are marvelous to receive just saying, Hey, I appreciated this last episode or really appreciate the podcast. And again, I, I don't need it. I, I, you know, it's, it's great to have. I, you know, I never expect it is probably what I should clarify. I never expect it. Uh, but you're absolutely marvelous when you do that. So thank you very much to the Russ Rants community. Um, I would not be doing this 
if I didn't know that some of you guys were getting some value occasionally, right? You can't you can't hit a home run every time. Uh, sometimes we have to hit singles or doubles uh, or, or take a sack fly or bunt. Wow, a lot of baseball analogies. But my point is, uh, sometimes they're not always perp- perfect episodes, but you guys have said that there's value here. That is why I'm here. Uh, really quickly, before I jump into what I want to talk about today, hopefully it will be a shorter episode for you. I try to keep it between 30 and 45 minutes, and I've noticed that I've been really rambling on. Um, if you guys are okay with the length, let me know. Why don't you Why don't you let me know? You can message me on Instagram at russrants, uh, or you can poke me at russrantsreal at gmail.com. Uh, but let me know if you're okay with the, the length, but I want to keep it short. I just wanted to like quickly remark on uh, Movember. We are halfway through. And this is the first year I didn't shave from scratch. I actually just decided to keep a mustache just to try it out. I never get to, to wear a mustache, guys. My beautiful, gorgeous, lovely wife, who I appreciate and adore, uh, hates mustaches. And so I've never... Movember is always a great excuse for a great cause. Uh, and I'm passionate about Movember, obviously. If you've seen any of my social media posts, you know I am. But uh, I use it as an excuse to have a mustache because I, I love the idea of having a mustache. And so I just got to say, looking into the camera, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, on the Russ Ranch channel, um, my mustache, man, that is frothy. It is, it is beautiful. It is thick. It is definable from a distance, which I never thought I would have. I am immensely proud of this facial hair. So I'm just going to take a quick moment to acknowledge the mustache, which is only with me for a few more weeks for November, but it has been marvelous. All right. Let's jump into the rant for today. So, I don't know how better way to segue into this, but you guys might have watched um, a few weeks ago on Instagram, I vented about a Hallmark movie that I watched with my wife. Now, before, wait, 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 before you roll your eyes, before you even think about turning off this podcast episode, I just want you to hear me out, hear me out, Okay. I hated the idea of watching Hallmark movies every Christmas. Every Christmas, as soon as they started coming out, I think a few years ago, I think five, six years now, that they that Hallmark has just been pumping these movies out into the industry it, well into November. Heck, I believe someone once told me that there was like a 24-7 Christmas channel. Thankfully, I do not subscribe to that because I think Polo would actually watch it way earlier. But as early this year of, uh, you know, 2020 and different reasons, bringing holiday cheer, they want to encourage people. Um, as early as November 1st, uh, the W channel was what we subscribe to, has Hallmark movies running, Christmas movies running 24-7. Okay. And I've despised that idea for years. All right. But something has changed where I have submitted to the idea that it's terrible acting, or maybe maybe not even terrible acting. I don't want to anger my Hallmark movie fans, but maybe obviously like not the acting level we're used to, right? You got to admit there's like Hallmark acting level, and then there's like movie and sitcom and TV acting level. I'm just saying that there's a definable difference, okay? And uh, But now that I've submitted that the acting is not going to be rock star-ish, Oscar-winning, right? Uh, the story is predictable. But that is the beauty of Hallmark, I'm learning, is from start to finish for an hour and 20 to an hour and 40 minutes, you will see a guy or a girl be the lead, uh, confused, alone, uh, not asking for love, uh, not looking for a problem, encountering a stranger, uh, an ex-lover, an ex-friend, whatever, 
and their whole Christmas season is turned upside down by this newfound relationship. Okay. Now, why is that appealing, Russ? Because I, I can hear some of my demographic gagging in the background. Russ, we do not listen to the Russ Rants podcast to hear that you have gone to the dark side of Hallmark movies. I get that. But I think it is honestly this year, 2020, it, it is honestly COVID that has broken the mold. I'm just so tired of the news. I'm so tired of COVID sucking. I'm so tired of everyday announcements. I have succumbed to the predictability, safety, and comfort of a cookie cutter Hallmark movie, hot chocolate in hand with a few Christmas desserts snuggling with my wife. I don't care. You can message me in the comments. Go nuts. And just say, Russ, I heard your podcast. I am so disappointed. Or you might be on the other side where you're like, you go, man. You go. I have been a closet Hallmark watcher for years. And to know that you are in it, I'm so excited. I can finally come out of the closet. Hey, maybe that's you. Go nuts. Okay, that's cool. The reason why I wanted to talk to you, it is not about Hallmark movies. Thankfully. Okay, on my birthday, I'm not releasing a podcast episode uh, to talk to you about Hallmark movies. Um, But I did watch one yesterday with my wife and uh it's funny you know sometimes in um a pile of mediocrity you can have uh, you know kind of occasionally dig out a nugget of truth and a nugget of truth was in fact deposited yesterday after watching uh, this hallmark movie uh it is called never kiss a man in a christmas sweater i can hear the eye rolls from here but that is just the name of the movie if you've watched it great uh, but uh, I, I expect a lot of you have not, and that is okay. Uh, predictable, A to B movie. Uh, stranger accidentally hits uh, uh, the lead character, she, uh, hits a random stranger with a Christmas tree, breaks his arm, blah, blah, blah. She tries to take care of him. They fall in love, okay? Um, but it, the main character, the protagonist, in this particular Hallmark movie, uh, is a single mother. And to build up the character in this movie... Uh, obviously she has to remark and lament a little bit upon her past. She has a, an 11-year-old daughter, and she talks to this stranger, this guy, who is now the uh, lead across from her in the movie, um, about her for her previous marriage. Okay, and I'm like, whoa, Hallmark, going a little deeper here. Typically it's a candy cane store owner who falls for the snowman store owner or something. It's super cheesy. And instead we've got an architect visiting his brother from New York. Anyways, we go into some backstory and she talks about, and they, she alludes to it. Thankfully, it was pretty good story writing in this movie. Uh, they allude to this, this single mom being a fixer. A fixer. Um, if someone has a problem, her daughter, she fixes it. If there's something wrong with her marriage, she tries to fix it. Uh, and it alludes to the fact that her previous, her ex-husband... Uh, was starting his insurance business, and she took all of her lumps to keep the marriage alive. He was never home for his wife and daughter. He gave everything to the business, and she, being a fixer, did everything in her power to accommodate, to eat, and and you know get get away with her dreams. Uh, she wanted to paint in Paris, just so you know. Not important, but just so you know. And uh, she stuffed all that away to try to keep their marriage alive. And then finally, she says. When I finally realized that there was no room, that I would never be first to his business, um, I knew that was enough. Okay, now let's pause here, okay? What the heck, Russ? Where are we going with this? 
where are we going? We're 11 minutes into this podcast, and you're talking about a Hallmark movie, a single mom painting in Paris. What's going on? Well, folks, on my 29th birthday, November 17th, 2020, um, I... I I had a moment of reflection yesterday when I watched that that show, that movie. And I, I realized that even now at 29 years old, uh, all the experience that I'm slowly acquiring, I'm growing every day, I really hope so. Three beautiful kids, a gorgeous wife who I've been married to for eight years now. I own my house. Well, I I'm paying the bank for my house, but you know, I have a house, good job. Uh, no major complaints. I, I realize still how much work I still have to do on myself because I too am a pathological fixer. I'm a pathological fixer. I'm an absorber, kind of as this lead character yesterday alluded to. And I, I kind of wanted to get on the record and admit to the world on my birthday, a birthday podcast recording, how fun is that? Um, that I certainly do not have it all figured out. I certainly do not have it all figured out and that I tend to absorb, take the pain, take the blame of other people's problems for the sake of, I'm using parentheses, if you can see me on the video on YouTube, uh, helping people, making people better, taking the L so you can take the W. And... And I, I sat there yesterday, sipping my superly rich hot chocolate from Tim Hortons. I am not a fan. I'm a Nestle guy myself, just so you guys know. Let me know in the comments, uh, on Instagram even, if you want. Let me know what kind of hot chocolate person you are. But as I sat there sipping, watching this cheesy Hallmark movie, brilliant, I realized how I have a long way to go to in... Being willing to not take the L, being willing to not try to fix other people's problems or what I think are their problems, and thus I can try to fix them. Probably not making sense. But overall, I, I basically wanted to get, like I said before, on the record today to say I'm going to try to take care more of, wait for it, myself. I am making a verbal recorded commitment, 2020 to 2021. Next year, just so you guys know, right? You know, 29, what, what comes after 29? You guessed it, 30. I am hoping that this is a recorded moment where I can look back on my 30th birthday next year and be like, Russell, you did indeed take better care of yourself than you ever have before. Now, there's always a healthy tension I've wrestled with. My wife and I actually, after watching this movie, I, I even told my wife, let me give you an example of this tension, okay? And then we'll continue to move on. I looked over at my wife and I remarked how much I actually liked the character's house, okay? Right in Hallmark, they have an obligation to have some of the most ridiculously beautiful Christmas decorated houses. It has to be. It must be a Hallmark contract in every movie. These houses, you, you literally cannot take your eyes off of the screen without feeling like a little bit of Christmas cheer or a, oh my gosh, the holidays are here because of how beautiful these houses are. And, and the decorations don't always get me, but how well laid out, you know, like what's a good example? Open concept kitchen. 
fireplace going in the living room, maybe a, a, a rustic or a stone-cladded wall, bright lights, big windows. You know, it, it's so beautiful. And I'm just like, oh, I could just snuggle in a big chair in front of that fireplace with a hot drink and read a book. Yeah, okay, can you picture that? Okay. And I was looking at this house of this main character yesterday, and I, I, was, I looked over at Paul and I said, is it wrong that I want a nice house? I, and don't get me wrong, I, I love my current house. I would consider it, without arrogance, a starter house. It's just not big enough uh, for our family as it gets. Right now it's perfect. My kids are young, but man, this happens with teenagers. I am screwed. There is no room for daddy to think. I will go crazy. So I'm hoping to update or upgrade my house in a few years, not immediately. But I said to her, I said, is it, is it wrong for me to want to have a larger house, to have a nice house? Maybe even eventually have a, a den or a library or a private recording studio room? Is that selfish? That feels really wrong. She looks over at me all confused. She's like, how is, how is that wrong? I said, I, it feels selfish. It feels wrong. I don't need a den. I don't need a nicer house. I, I told Paula, I said, we could probably live in this house our entire life with our kids uh, until they move out, grow up. It would be squishy as hell and uncomfortable, but I'm sure we could do it. And she said, I don't get it. Why, why would you then stop yourself though and just saying, I want a nicer house? And I also remarked on their car. I said, is it wrong that I eventually want a nicer car? She said, no, again, I'm confused. Why is that a big deal? I said, because it feels like a waste of resources. I don't need, therefore, I don't need to have. Therefore, I shouldn't have because there are people out there who need things. I have wants. We all have wants. But I don't, I don't need these things and Paula looked at me and said unfortunately that's that's a misconception of health that's problematic because though honorable if done in the wrong way which she suspected I was doing which was out of obligation or guilt not out of a personal wellness of satisfaction um she said, if, if you don't eventually try to at least take care of some desires, you have no capacity to help people. I've been told for a long time, even this year, 2020, by the way, um, that I'm, I'm a giver, which is good, but they've, they've, my friends, my people, my close circle have cautioned me that I'm too much of a giver and I don't pay enough attention to my fuel gauge, if that's making sense. I don't pay enough attention to what I'm also feeding back into myself. Now, how does that relay to the whole house and car thing? I'm afraid to want things. And I'm afraid to take care of myself. And I'm afraid to say no if I can try to fix something. Whether it be a friend in need... Um, advice, support, encouragement, phone calls, emails, text messages, even my own resources. I'm afraid to say no because that always feels wrong. One friend put it this way. 
if your phrase in your head or out loud starts with should, your decision is coming from shame and not from a desire to help. And that absolutely zinged me. That was said to me a few years ago, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. If, if it starts with should, I should, then it's shame. Now, feel free to disagree with that. That's a very general statement. But for me, it was immensely helpful. And I'm still, like I said, working on it because I, I for the last few years now, I've been like, is this a should because it's a good should? Or is this a should because Russell has to work on his mental health and emotional health should? And you'd think they would be easy to discern and decipher which is which, I have found that to not be the case. So like I said, here I am, 29 years old, and I, I'm worried that I'm not going to take it seriously this year to figure out how to properly take care of myself. And I'm going to, can I be perfectly transparent with you guys? Um, guys and gals, uh, this is very uncomfortable for me to talk about right now. Very. Is this is very uncomfortable. I love encouraging you guys to chase your dreams, be the best you can be, how to improve yourself. That's something I'm always going to be passionate about, and that will never change. When I hear about you guys, uh, even just you know saying, hey, your last podcast episode, really appreciate it. It was insightful and it, it thought-provoking. Well, God, that I live for that. That's great. Because I just want to know you guys are trying to grow and I want to know that you have found me encouraging and helpful and that you know I'm in your corner. Because I believe ultimately the world is going to be so much better when people continue to help each other, push each other to succeed. My ultimate victory would be for you guys to text me one day and say, Russ, um, just so you know, you've really encouraged me sometimes throughout these years um, because of some of the things you said, not because of all. Obviously, you guys are your own leaders. Uh, John Maxwell talks about the the importance of self-leading. Um, but if you ever told me that some of my podcast jibber-jabber um, helped you break through some stuff, helped you grow, uh, helped you hit the next level, I'm your biggest cheerleader. There's a saying that I grew up with, which is, I want my ceiling to be your floor. And I mean that. But I'm very uncomfortable quickly taking a step back. I'm 29 years old. I'm on my birthday. And I wanted to do this. Just, you know, I actually thought about it. I was hesitant. I was like, ah, I don't really feel like I have it all wrapped up in my head, what I want to tell you guys. I don't want to ramble, right? I don't want to ever want to waste your guys' time. I, I know who some of you guys are listening to this. And thank you as always. Y'all are busy people. You are purposeful people. Uh, you don't need me just scrambling for words for 30 minutes. But I realized that I don't think I'll ever have this figured out um, perfectly. And what better time to record than on my birthday so that I can look back and be like, okay, I was working on it then. How am I doing now? Russell of 2020, 29-year-old Russell is looking at future Russell. I'm looking at you, camera. Have you taken care of yourself now in the future? Are you able to decide and determine between the shoulds that are good and the shoulds that are of shame. Have you learned to say no to good opportunities because you're willing and you trust and believe that there are going to be great opportunities coming your way? Are you paying attention if a friend asks you to go for coffee because they really need a friend to talk to 
social distancing, coffee as usual. I have I have not gone for a good coffee with someone forever, by the way. This is an analogy. We are living in strange times where I say that I have to have a disclaimer. But, you know, if a friend needs even a phone call, that's a little better. Hey, a little bit more relevant. Sad, unfortunately, but relevant. Am I able to emotionally track how healthy I am? Even though I could and should give to someone, do I have enough in the fuel tank to effectively do so? Or if I just say one more phone call, one more phone call, one more friend, one more thing to do, one more person I can help, am I going to be a shell of a man for my wife and my kids? Am I going to be a shell of a man for myself? What's best for Russell? And, and we have two huge pendulum swings in culture right now. We either have the absolute you go girl mentality of self-realization, self-justification, uh, your self-image being bolstered. Do whatever makes you feel best. You go. You chase your dreams. And then you have the other side, which is we need more support from each other. We need more people in other people's corners. We, we need people to give of themselves, to be more sacrificial, selfless, team player. It's, it, and if you're walking and you're not like actively paying attention to this, it would be just mind-boggling how confusing this structure is. Well, which one is it? Is it give all of yourself until you're super empty or is it take everything you can because you got to look out for number one? Which one is it? I think in a healthy way, it is both and. And that pisses me off, honestly. That legitimately pisses me off, the thought that it's not defined. It's a lot, It's almost like a, it's, it's a, a balancing act where it's like take care of yourself where you know you're healthy and balanced, but then if you're ever getting too fat, I'm going to use the analogy of weight here. If I'm you know eating healthily, taking care of myself, feeding myself when I need it, great. But if I'm not active enough, ooh, perfect analogy, Russ. Well, thank you. I'm thinking of this on the fly. This is not mind-blowing, by the way, I know, but I'm, I'm grateful for the analogy that it makes sense. But if you're not active in exercising, using your gifts, using your abilities to take care of others, you will get too fat. But if you give only of yourself, as definitely my tendency is to do, uh, you will be oh, malnourished. You will be starved. You will be too weak eventually to be of any good. And guess what else happens when you're super malnourished? You will require other people to take care of you. So instead of them being able to take care of others, they must take care of you because you are unable to take care of yourself. You see that pendulum swing? Am I talking to thin air here? Does that make sense? Now, you might not be able to relate to my personality, which is like give, 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 give. Um, you know, uh, be, be the victim in some cases where I often blame myself, even when it's not even close to being my fault. But just because I'm a fixer, I want to fix the situation. I want to fix the conflict. I want to smooth over the problem. And if that takes me taking blame or ownership, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. But sometimes you're really not supposed to own it. But again, you might not relate to that at all. But can you relate to the other swing? Hell, if it's your problem, Russ, you're on your own. Okay. 
I've, I've only gotten frustrated with people when I've tried to help them or I've, I've done my best to try to give and, and they just disappoint or it's a waste of time. I need to focus on me. Yes, you do. As we've already discussed, that is a healthy balance. But if, if you're the other side, are you fat? Go ahead. Ask yourself right now. Just be like, look in the mirror. If you're driving safely, do so. But like, am I fat? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're like, Russ, actually, this is a great, this is a great episode, but like, I'm hearing you, man, but thankfully, I think I'm kind of figuring it out. I'm both. I'm exercising and eating well. It's never perfect, obviously. Some days I should be doing leg day, but instead I eat an extra, you know, burger. I love this, man. Now I'm hungry. This, these analogies, I'm super hungry now. This is unfortunate. I don't know. I think that's kind of a perfect example is like, are you, are you on a proper emotional diet? Are you on a proper existence diet? Man, that sounds super, super deep. What is the stupidest thing I've ever said? Existence diet. I don't know. And, I, and I'm really hoping that this episode isn't coming out heavy at you. Like I said, I, I literally led into this episode with a Hallmark movie as my reference. Um, but it's I find it rather unique. I do. I, I find it really unique that um, I'm struggling with this. This is in my mind. And, and I would just want to say this more than ever before. COVID has absolutely exposed some of these glaring things in my life that never would have come to light had I not been forced to spend more time at home, working from home. Uh, I haven't interacted with many of my friends, many of my friends physically ever since this started, I haven't given a hug to some of my closest friends. Uh, in, what is it now? Nine months? Nine months? Are you kidding me? Nine months. I haven't had physical contact with these people. I've been fortunate that some fa- like I have family in my cohort were safe. Um, but you know, diversity is nice too. I love my family and they know that. But work is never the same. Right, we've got face masks on, walking through the mall. My kids, God bless them. I love my kids so much. Effie, he's my second. He's four years old. He keeps asking. He's stopped now, which is kind of heartbreaking. But for the first three to six months, my four-year-old would ask me, "Look outside." Poor boy's been stuck in at at home all day, and we do our best. But he'd look out the window and he'd say, Dad, is the sickness gone yet? Because he just wants to go play without being told rules or having to wear a face mask, which is a face mask is fine. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's the realities we live through right now. And I said, sorry, sweetheart, it's not. We have to keep wearing masks. We can't see your friends. They haven't, they haven't had friends in nine months as well, my kids. Now, this is, not, this is not a rant. This is not a tangent over to COVID. My point is, this is a hell of a time for self-assessment. This is a hell of a time for self-analysis. Because it's just you and a few others. Hopefully, if you're doing it right, you have a cohort. Uh, it's just you and a few others. Your life probably has a pretty predictable routine. Whether you like it or not, you could be pretty spontaneous and unfortunately unable, unable to explore more, do more, 
because of the restrictions, because the world is in a headlock right now with this pandemic. Whether or not you, whether you stand on one side or the other, hoax or world's deadliest virus, okay, and obviously there's tons of room in between that. It's changed the world. It doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. It has changed the world for now. And that's why I'm doing Movember. I might as well just quickly segue into that for a moment. Is uh, I, I heard the really unfortunate news. Unfortunate is probably the biggest understatement I could ever give. Um, but a, a friend of my family's, their son committed suicide this year. He was a teenager. That, that was a gut punch the day I found out. I just, my jaw dropped. He was a beautiful young man, beautiful spirit. Whenever you saw photos or videos of him, he just had a big old smile on his face. That was heartbreaking, heartbreaking. It was a suicide. Why well, could, you know, this kid who's trying to figure out his life is in the middle of a global pandemic. And who knows, maybe he was imbalanced. Maybe not to the extent that I'm talking about, but there was obviously something in there that he was lacking. I'm never going to pretend to know the reason why someone decided to take their own life, but it, it just opens up questions. Don't be unbalanced, friends. Seriously, you have to take care of yourself and then also take care of others. You must take care of others both and yourself. Again, like I said, I just, I just want it on the record that I don't have it all figured out. But I'm trying to win. I'm trying my best. But I've had a glaring blind spot in being a fixer. I, I've given too much. And I think anyone, even my wife, who I know appreciates my efforts sometimes to save the day or take care of her, I know that she would agree that I have given too much. I've stretched myself too thin. And this happens just so you know, at, at home, she'll sense that I get edgier with the kids. Uh, I'm snappier at her. And I, as you've gathered from my demeanor, whether on Twitch, podcast, YouTube, I'm a, I'm a pretty, I can be a pretty pleasant guy. What happens though? Why do I go from Jekyll Hyde? It's because I'm imbalanced. And I don't realize until I'm too malnourished. Right? Like what did I say? The malnourished person needs other people to eventually take care of them until they can get their health back. Well, that's what you become. It's the ultimate fear of the fixer is to become someone who becomes a burden. Ironically, if unchecked healthily, you become a burden to those you love. Isn't that fascinating? Isn't that just a weird paradox? And then the opposite is true. If you take care of yourself and only yourself, um, you, you will become so unhappy eventually because you eventually need to share your wealth with someone. No one will want to take care of you because you've done such a great job of it yourself. Why bother taking care of you? You also need to need. Isn't that funny? It's nice to be needed, but you also need to need. You need to need. Fascinating. So as I, as I march on into 2020, as we approach Christmas, and that countdown that feels a little different this year because there won't be tons and tons of people on t t TV uh, at Times Square in New York, 
to celebrate the New Year, New Year countdown. Maybe I won't even be with extended family for the first time in many, many years doing New Year's. Instead, it might be just be, again, my immediate family, my cohort, because of 2020. As that countdown happens, I am determined. Nay, I am pledging. I'm going to try to have more balance. And uniquely for me, that will involve taking better care of me. Very unintuitive for me. Verity, very, verity, <laughs> very unintuitive for me. It's easier to give for my personality because it just takes the pressure off. If I give to my wife and give to my kids, I'm a hero. I could lie, I could fall on the bed exhausted at the end of the night, but I can be like, I was a good husband and a good dad today. But was I really? If there's nothing left over for tomorrow, am I just playing a short game here? I've probably used this analogy way too many times, but have I done the sprint and not prepped for the marathon? I think so. I think so. And family, as and I'm going to call you family. Maybe I'll even try for, for now on call you family. For 2020 onward with COVID, we, we need each other more than ever. And I've said it before. You have gifts other people don't have. I, I've been very thankful and I'm finally for the first time just being grateful and not brushing it off as false humility instead of being like when people say, hey, you're a really good communicator. I really enjoy how you, how you, uh, you, you transpose, you, you, you communicate ideas, how you transfer thought, how you provoke thought. And now I say thank you very much. I, I'm learning my gift and how I can help people. Thank you. But I don't have other gifts that you guys have. Maybe people just want someone who's really good at just one-on-ones, one-on-one hangouts, one-on-one talks. I can be pretty I can be pretty good sometimes, but sometimes I get impatient. If a person isn't there trying to win in a conversation, it's just my nature. Um, I'm not a light talker. I can talk about the weather with you for a few seconds, maybe sports for a few minutes. But then after that, I want to know how you're doing, how your family's doing, and what are you doing to be better. I, I know that sounds intense. I swear I'm a pretty nice guy. But what about someone who has a, a gift for taking care of others? I don't have that. Not at least to the extent I know would be great for some people. You know, what if I need you? You ever thought about that? Interesting. What if I need you to take care of me so I can communicate? What if I need to communicate so I can push you to take care of others? Weird, hey? How that kind of symbiosis, that cycle can take care of itself. Amazing. We need each other. And I truly believe, unfortunately, that this is going to be just more of a marathon than ever. To the teachers out there, I know some teachers listen to this podcast. I just want to say how much I respect and appreciate you. How much I tip my hat to you. Tip my hat to you. Uh, for your sacrifice, for your willingness to be humbled and, and teachable about doing digital lessons and dealing with frustrated and scared parents and frustrated and scared kids. And no one's really done it like this before, not on this big of a scale. To the healthcare workers, thank you. To you in the travel industry, you know who you are. Uh, I say thank you for your bravery and your perseverance as you continue to stick with this 
push forward. It will get better. Um, but it's still tough slugging for a bit. And you guys have just continued to be unwavering in your commitment to your career, to your craft. And I'm optimistic we're going to see that taken off again to everyone else out there working hard in essential services, even services you might not think are essential. Maybe you work at a movie theater. That's essential right now. People need a laugh. People need a cry. People need a... <gasps> People need a blood-curdling scream. I hate horror movies, but good for you guys if that's that's what helps you. We need you. We need you. So you got to stay healthy. Russ needs to stay healthy. So I'm going to sign off now. Thank you. I'm excited. Maybe this should be the mark of the final uh, final episode for season one. I don't know. I don't know. There's just that random thought just came into my mind. Is this is this the the end of season one? I've I've refused to change the season on my podcast uploading system just because it just didn't feel right. But I don't know. I mean, you guys can let me know. Is it time for a new chapter? Have we moved on? Rush Rants 2.0. Frick, I gotta make a theme song or something. Then I don't know. But anyways, did you appreciate this episode? Let me know. It, I, I know it sounds really funky, but if you have not yet done so, I really appreciate a subscribe. Subscribe? Subscription? I don't know what the, to call it. If you want to subscribe to me on any of your favorite podcast platforms or on YouTube, um, I'd appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I don't really know where we're going from here, but we are going to have some awesome guests. Trust me, I've been in conversation. You're going to like it. It's going to be awesome. It will be different, not in person, just like we've kind of been doing. But I hope you're still getting value from this. I really appreciate you all. What a great way to end my birthday. Have a great day. Let's kick it together. Let's stay healthy. And you can hold me accountable too. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Restaurants Podcast. Feel free to like and subscribe to support. I love hearing from you, so make sure you send me any feedback and show ideas at russrantsreal at gmail.com. You can find me at Twitter at russrants1 and Instagram at russrants. Thanks so much, and I hope to see you next time. Seriously, take care. Bye-bye.